all this working from home can not only make you feel cramped up and shut in, but it also does the same to your mind. Your mind doesn't become creative when you're at home, when you're looking at the same thing day after day, eating the same thing day after day after day. And that part is by choice, Keith. Scott, <laughs> because you choose to eat the same thing day after day after day. Keith Taking the dog his... out the same oh, time. Oh, you changed the subject there. Or Keith ends his day with a big thing of Cheerios, big bowl of Cheerios, sugar, and milk. And then all throughout the day comes more Keith dog food, little nuts and pretzels. <laughs> Keith so, dog yes, food. So you eat the same thing. Day after day. Do you day. think I eat like a dog? At least you didn't complain about seeing me day but, after day. And here's the deal. Rebecca day. and I finally, after not having not been away from home overnight since March, took a weekend day, one day, one night, away. A highly calculated risk because we went somewhere where there are only, what, Three. two new cases? Yes. <laughs> two new cases in the past day of COVID-19. But we needed a break. We needed to get away somewhere to hit the refresh button to be able to come up with new content, new curriculum. And sometimes you can't be surrounded by the same four walls to do that. Over and over again, nonstop. Get up, what do the kids want to eat? What are they doing today? What friends do they want to hang out? The same schedule that many of us fall into the funk of and that's why we sit and think why aren't new people connecting with me why am i not growing my business because you're we're doing the same stuff and you're not that interesting you do the same thing every day people come to expect the same thing every day from you you have to shake things up and we're doing that this friday we have a brand new course we're offering and it's not like any other because this one you can pay whatever you want for it rebecca you know, I've been practicing my intros because when COVID's over, when we go back to networking, how does this one sound? Hi, I'm Keith with Tall Small. I've been with Tall Small for nine years. Is Sounds that a good start? Sounds like you're telling me how long you've been incarcerated. Hmm, I thought it was a good one. In Keith land, that means in jail, behind bars, in prison. Hmm. <laughs> Is that the formal words versus... Yes, that's the formal versus informal. But we're going to show you how to deliver an introduction that makes you irresistible, that gets you the results you want because none of it will sound canned. And this is not a scripted, lame introduction either. It is an introduction that's going to bring out your personality, bring out who you are as a person, the everyday person that lives life, has a family, has activities, has hobbies. What it does is it makes all those connection points that are hidden under lots of layers when you typically introduce yourself. These connection points are going to come out. We're going to show you how to sharpen them so that other people will see them and want to connect with you. And this isn't an introduction that you need to save for that day when you go back to in-person networking. Well, when do you use it? Every second. Every you're second. On, you're on a Zoom call and you're asked to introduce yourself. You use it. You're writing with someone on LinkedIn. They ask you about yourself. Let me get it. You use it. It works in writing too. You use it. You use it. <laughs> you don't lose it. You use it. You use it. All you need to do is go to... Some website. 
called surefireintro.com. Surefireintro.com. I'm glad you remembered. And the minimum spend on this, $15. $15. It's a steal. Of course, if you want to spend the full $150, we welcome that too. Absolutely. Registration is required. This is an event you do not want to miss. You can't afford to miss it. You ever feel like summer is like watching paint dry? You put out emails to clients and people don't respond in a timely way. They sit there and they wait. It's like walking outside at two o'clock on a hundred degree day and looking around and watching everyone move slowly, the cars move slowly, only the sounds of crickets. But it's the worst time to slow down like everyone else because if you go into high speed mode when everyone else is barely functioning you are going to be ahead of the game for September. This is similar to an analogy I gave one of our daughters this morning while throwing the softball that you can go to New York City and be a small fish in a big pond. You can be a big fish in a small pond. You can rise above the rest of the people who are thinking it's not worth going out there and marketing. Or why should I continue putting up posts if nobody's liking them? Here's the deal, folks. We used to make that mistake, too. We would think that, Here's oh, the deal. Here's the deal. People, there's my jersey, right? The people here's were the not deal. liking certain posts, therefore they must not like have us. value or like us. But then a year later, you get a call from someone who says, I followed every single post, and they practically memorized the topics you've talked about, and you never know who you are impacting, what seeds you are planting for the fall harvest. Ooh, How's that, Farmer Keith? You only reap what you sow Ooh. from a biblical perspective here today. I have a little Bible class today. But the fact is, if you don't plant it, it's similar to fertilizing in the fall for a spring growth. You've got to make sure there's enough nitrogen and iron in the soil. But many people think, I'm just going to plant the seed and grow it the same week. And that's not going to happen. You have to sniff the manure. Oh, yeah. Sniffing the manure. you got to let some decomposition happen. Maybe you're wondering if we've been sniffing that before this <laughs> podcast. But get out there and do something. Because right now, the more you do, the more rewards you will have later. Because most people are doing absolutely nothing. But here's a tip, though. If you're going to post something, and you know from our tall, small post, have a point to it. Either talk about an event coming up, give a tip, give information. Do something that people can use. Because no one likes to feel sold to at every moment. Don't use your posts as a vehicle to straight up sell. Straight Give people up. a reason Isn't to a want song? to buy. Straight up now love me. Wasn't that a song? I think you're making things up. <laughs> Maybe I am. Maybe You've I'm been a, sniffing lots of manure today, I've been out, Or I've been out of the sun too much. But the fact is... Make sure people don't feel like you're sleazy. If people read your posts and they want to go take a shower, you have not accomplished anything except alienate people. Now, you can't alienate some people because a lot of people think, well, let me make my post as vanilla and boring as possible. Well, that's not good either. If you're not making someone dislike you with every single post, then you're doing nothing. It goes back to that quote, if you don't stand for... Something you don't stand for anything. I'm you fall for anything. That. Fall for anything. Exactly. No problem. Thanks, Keith. Thanks Absolutely. for the correction. <laughs> I'm happy. That's another <laughs> thing. 
Whenever you're doing a podcast and a partner makes a mistake, you want to point it out really loud and clear so that everybody knows mm. what they've done. Isn't that right? The opposite is what we always tell people, but Keith needed to show this example, right? But if you're up on stage, in, in person, in a podcast, wherever you are, if the person you're presenting with flubs something, gets a number wrong, who cares? Because once you draw attention to that, that's all people will think about. Unless you're a nuclear scientist working in a nuclear power plant or NASA or something where one small miscalculation or one small mistake can cost lives, most people don't have jobs like that. Most people's jobs are not life or death. And we certainly don't because nothing <laughs> we ever have to say is life or death. Or is going to cause any major rupture in the environment. We want to hear from you. Leave us a comment of what you are doing to go tall small with your communication. You can go to anyone and take a LinkedIn class on how to create a profile. And then you sit back down, open your laptop, and you are clueless because you can't remember any of the 500 things they told you to do. There are tons of LinkedIn trainers out there, but we are the best. I mean, we know it. I mean, a lot of people say you really shouldn't say that, but we know it. We wouldn't have a business without LinkedIn. LinkedIn allows us to grow our business. 85% of all the growth we've had over seven years has come from LinkedIn. And that's why we train people how to use it. It's not by luck either. It is completely calculated. Lots of times people will keep showing up on your page. Sometimes they'll even get brave and click a like, but they're still scared to reach out. We go to those people and say, hey, what interested you on our profile? And that has led to business that we would have never had otherwise. Many times people think, well, I'm afraid to connect with that person. I don't know. Who cares? Many people will say, well, LinkedIn suggests that you don't connect with people you don't know. Forget about that rubbish. That would be like going to a networking event back in the pre-COVID days and talking to yourself the whole time because you don't know anybody. We train people how to use LinkedIn, not by talking to them, but we get on their profile with their password and username and in real time interview the person and then type the changes. And we don't ask, easy yes or no questions. We help people figure out what makes them different. What are things about them that no one would ever know? And those answers become the clues to the story that we need to pull out of them to infuse into the LinkedIn profile. You wouldn't go to an auto mechanic and be satisfied if the mechanic came out and said, yep, your brakes aren't working, here's a couple suggestions. Good luck. No, you want them to fix it. If you had a tumor in your brain, you wouldn't want to go to the hospital and say, here's a couple of things you can do for it. You want them to cut it out. And there's a reason why you've come to us. You're not getting it. You're not going on LinkedIn and making your profile interesting. All it would do is waste your time if we gave you tips and did nothing with them. Once you leave your first session with us, you will have an entirely new profile. But we don't end there because we have a second session, our strategy session where we take you and show you all the things we do every single day to take LinkedIn to the next level. Real strategies, techniques, how to get people to come back to you that have faded away, that have ghosted you for all that time. And you've said to yourself, why has thou left me? 
we will show you hacks on what to do in those situations. And they're easy and they're foolproof. We'll give one away right now. Let's say you've messaged someone on LinkedIn. They've asked you to send them information. You do, and you're ghosted. You write again, you're ghosted. The easiest thing you can do is hop on their profile, like a few of their posts, maybe add a comment if you're feeling generous. You will have a response, likely, back in your inbox on the same day. Guilt works. Nobody else will say that. They'll say, that's horrible. You use guilt to get what you want? Yes. We use it everywhere else in life. Why not on LinkedIn? We promote it. We will show you real ways, not superficial or LinkedIn certified ways to do things because most of life is not clear cut. That's your first two sessions. And then if you want to go all the way for the home run to the next session, or that would be third base. I guess I'm not very athletic. The next level. Keep trying, Rebecca. Keep keep trying. I will stop all sports references. They do not work with me. At the next level, we will take messages that you've composed and show you where they went wrong. How to better write messages on LinkedIn to get the results you want. We're not going to say, but that was a really good message. No, a lot of the messages that you are putting out are horrible, boring, static, brochure, robotic. No one would want to read them. Lots of people beat around the bush and say things like, if I could borrow a few minutes of your time possibly, I'd like to tell you about a couple of things. Who the hell is going to respond to that? This comes down to LinkedIn is tall, small, and tall, small is LinkedIn. We are communications all the time. People pitched us into public speaking. Of course they did. That's how we got our start. But we have branched out. We also define public speaking completely differently from other people. Public speaking is not standing on a stage with a microphone in front of you, shouting out to an audience. Anytime you are outside of your house or anytime you're on a virtual call, anytime others are around you, you are doing public speaking. When you talk to your significant other, when you're talking to your children, when you're talking to your dog, even This is going to blow some people's minds. When you're talking to yourself, your own self-talk, you're doing public speaking. It's called private speaking, but it's the same thing. You're talking. How you communicate in any situation is public speaking, including what you do on LinkedIn. Why are you still hesitating on LinkedIn? Why do you still have a bad profile? Why are you still sending messages that don't respond? You need to quickly go on our website Drop us a note, hire us for three sessions, and grow your business. It's that simple. In fact, we believe in what we do to the point where we guarantee it. You can go to anyone and take a LinkedIn class on how to create a profile. And then you sit back down, open your laptop, and you are clueless because you can't remember any of the 500 things they told you to do. There are tons of LinkedIn trainers out there, but we are the best. I mean, we know it. I mean, a lot of people say you really shouldn't say that, but we know it. We wouldn't have a business without LinkedIn. LinkedIn allows us to grow our business. 85% of all the growth we've had over seven years has come from LinkedIn. And that's why we train people how to use it. 
it's not by luck either. It is completely calculated. Lots of times, people will keep showing up on your page. Sometimes they'll even get brave and click a like, but they're still scared to reach out. We go to those people and say, hey, what interested you on our profile? And that has led to business that we would have never had otherwise. Many times people say, well, I'm afraid to connect with that person. I don't know. Who cares? Many people will say, well, LinkedIn suggests that you don't connect with people you don't know. Forget about that rubbish. That would be like going to a networking event back in the pre-COVID days and talking to yourself the whole time because you don't know anybody. We train people how to use LinkedIn, not by talking to them, but we get on their profile with their password and username and in real time interview the person and then type the changes. And we don't ask easy yes or no questions. We help people figure out what makes them different. What are things about them that no one would ever know? And those answers become the clues to the story that we need to pull out of them to infuse into the LinkedIn profile. You wouldn't go to an auto mechanic and be satisfied if the mechanic came out and said, yep, your brakes aren't working, here's a couple suggestions. Good luck. No, you want them to fix it. If you had a tumor in your brain, you wouldn't want to go to the hospital and say, here's a couple things you can do for it. You want them to cut it out. And there's a reason why you've come to us. You're not getting it. You're not going on LinkedIn and making your profile interesting. All it would do is waste your time if we gave you tips and did nothing with them. Once you leave your first session with us, you will have an entirely new profile. But we don't end there because we have a second session, our strategy session, where we take you and show you all the things we do every single day to take LinkedIn to the next level. Real strategies, techniques, how to get people to come back to you that have faded away, that have ghosted you for all that time. And you've said to yourself, why has thou left me? We will show you hacks on what to do in those situations. And they're easy and they're foolproof. We'll give one away right now. Let's say you've messaged someone on LinkedIn. They've asked you to send them information. You do, and you're ghosted. You write again, you're ghosted. The easiest thing you can do is hop on their profile, like a few of their posts. Maybe add a comment if you're feeling generous. You will have a response, likely, back in your inbox on the same day. Guilt works. Nobody else will say that. They'll say, that's horrible. You use guilt to get what you want? Yes. We use it everywhere else in life. Why not on LinkedIn? We promote it. We will show you real ways, not superficial or LinkedIn certified ways to do things because most of life is not clear cut. That's your first two sessions. And then if you want to go all the way for the home run to the next session, or that would be third base. I guess I'm not very athletic. The next level. Keep trying, Rebecca. Keep trying. I will stop all sports references. They do not work with me. At the next level, we will take messages that you've composed and show you where they went wrong. How to better write messages on LinkedIn to get the results you want. We're not going to say, but that was a really good message. No, a lot of the messages that you are putting out are horrible, boring, static, brochure, robotic. No one would want to read them. Lots of people beat around the bush and say things like, if I could borrow a few minutes of your time possibly, I'd like to tell you about a couple of things. Who the hell is going to respond to that? This comes down to LinkedIn 
is Tall Small, and Tall Small is LinkedIn. We are communications all the time. People pitched us into public speaking. Of course they did. That's how we got our start. But we have branched out. We also define public speaking completely differently from other people. Public speaking is not standing on a stage with a microphone in front of you, shouting out to an audience. Anytime you are outside of your house or anytime you're on a virtual call, anytime others are around you, you are doing public speaking. When you talk to your significant other, when you're talking to your children, when you're talking to your dog, even This is going to blow some people's minds. When you're talking to yourself, your own self-talk, you're doing public speaking. It's called private speaking, but it's the same thing. You're talking. How you communicate in any situation is public speaking, including what you do on LinkedIn. Why are you still hesitating on LinkedIn? Why do you still have a bad profile? Why are you still sending messages that don't respond? You need to quickly go on our website Drop us a note, hire us for three sessions, and grow your business. It's that simple. In fact, we believe in what we do to the point where we guarantee it. Rebecca, it's a Saturday morning. It's warm outside, and we've already got a jump on the day. A jump. We can jump over high buildings. But we have a jump on the day because... 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 We've already had a person come over and look at an incident we had with our roof. And they realized that they, in talking, also need communication training. So today we're going to talk about trading or, what's another term? Bartering. One of the oldest ways of doing business. But today... Not the oldest profession, though, is it? No, it's not. But I wouldn't know about that. Today, we had this roofer come over. Well, that's not doing justice to him. He's a general contractor. Let's have justice. Let's have justice here, who specializes in all kinds of fixing. But as he got up on our roof, and we were suggesting things to him, as we always do. That's Rebecca, really. Arlie. That's no, Rebecca, no. really. You were like, what about the flashing? I think it's this problem. I think it's this. I think it's that. And I, I chimed in a few things too. And then he went tall, small on us oh and my. shut us down because shot he said, can you hand us two pebbles? Can you hand me two pebbles? <laughs> we handed him the pebbles thinking, what on earth is he going to do with these? <laughs> we just he gave them to him. He dropped them down the spout and he figured out what the problem was. And here Keith and I are giving him all these complicated solutions to which pebbles, <laughs> two little pebbles, right. Solved it. It was funny. Two little rocks. I never thought of it. Very similar to our approach. Clients come to us with pages and pages of things that they have to squeeze into a presentation. And it's boring. It is really boring. Because here's the thing. We always think we have to produce more because we live in a culture where it says produce more, make more, do more, run around more, get more steps, get more exercise. Grow taller, grow taller. Eat healthier, you name it. But always pushing us in a certain way to produce. Did you notice the little edge under there? See if you can deduce which (laughs) things Keith does not enjoy in life. It doesn't take a genius to know. Keith was mocking me there, slamming me on my love of steps and healthy food. But producing, 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 instead of just taking two pebbles. Kind of reminds me of the Bob Marley song, Three Little Birds. Three little birds on my doorstep. It's going to be a good day. This way, said hello to the sun each morning. The simplicity of life. Those are the key traits we need. Very similar to how dogs get that simplicity. Dogs 
trust their gut, they trust their first impression. I still can't stop thinking about that time. We were at a local restaurant, can't name it in case anyone's listening and maybe they know this person. But we were with a friend and his dog at a local restaurant. Thank you for all the details. And that's your cue up to continue the story. I have no idea what we're this talking about. This woman started now. walking toward our table and the dog oh, started yes. growling because he sensed in her that he didn't like her. <laughs> no, and we tie that back to simplicity how, Rebecca? Trust your gut instinct. Trust your first impressions. When you feel that inner growl, that an idea is well, hold not on, right. Hold on, hold on. Rebecca just said something, and I know <laughs> this is going to make it for you, the listening audience. Rebecca, can you demonstrate, please, the inner growl? <laughs> Rebecca does that a lot, especially at night if she doesn't get her steps. You thought I was going to say something else at night, didn't you? Ooh. <laughs> I've never growled at night if I don't get my steps. You have to hear the pounding of the steps because I have a certain goal every day. But sometimes you do them really, really fast thinking you can add them up faster. <laughs> You're like... It never quite works that way. No, it doesn't. Even though I'm getting more steps per minute, I hate when the Fitbit stops and doesn't count because if the Fitbit doesn't count it, it doesn't what, exist. What is it about getting, getting these steps that's really key to you? Do you I think, gamify my day. Do you think prehistoric human beings had counted steps when no. they were going after no maybe it's an addiction maybe i should go to a meeting <laughs> maybe you should maybe. confront my that's step what we should demons. that's what we should start here at tall small is addiction counseling <laughs> for people that are using fitbits <laughs> i have a feeling the fitbit lobby would come after you really fast <laughs> big time <laughs> including even people that might be connected to us in some way yes <laughs> but we'll end that right there but i love is i'm looking at our sound machine right there and it says let's fit maybe it's a sign that fitbit wins after all let's fit why why would a sound machine be called let's fit right if you're listening to odd sounds wouldn't you want to not fit in keith has a very ugly sound machine sitting on top of his grandmother's old croquet set it probably is one of the ugliest machines you it could is. buy i mean it really is just one big ugly contraption <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm not in the room with Keith, he likes to listen to pots and pans clanging. <laughs> Sounds like TVs that have gone off. That <laughs> this sound machine, I'm convinced, produces sounds to stress one out. You always wanted me to turn it off when you're in the room, don't you? I can't you? stand the thing. Why would you want extra sound? It's, it's similar to having cluttered wording. Why do people want sound machines? Are they afraid to confront the thoughts in their own mind? No, because it blocks out all the other noises in our house. Oh. Like people listening to things on their phone, people having conversations, dogs, traffic. Sometimes we have to have something in our mind to block out all the other influences. Is that why you're wearing sunglasses right now? In yeah. the house? To block out the Actually, dust I'm, that you're I'm, planning to do later? <laughs> this way you don't see as much. Oh. So it's a philosophy I have if you wear sunglasses at home, you don't see as much dirt. Also, when you start to lose your eyesight, you don't have to clean things as much because you don't notice. Until I started wearing magnifier glasses, I thought, oh my God, I had no idea. I know. My favorite is when Keith, and this is amazing because in the last year, Keith started doing the dishes every night after dinner. But then I noticed there would be bunches of caked on food on the sides of the pots and pans. And I realized, I don't think he can see. <laughs> I couldn't see, so I started wearing my glasses. And Well, that's horrific. You don't want to wear your glasses looking around at things in your home. It's better not to know. 
But right now I have the sun shining That's on me. That's a good me. metaphor for life, isn't it? In relationships, <laughs> a lot of people aren't wearing their magnifying glasses when they first meet and then wonder later, what did I see in that person? <laughs> what are you trying to say, Rebecca? <laughs> I'm speaking in general, not about us. <laughs> I'm not feeling too good now. Talking about all the people who during COVID have realized they are not getting along with their spouse because when they were able to be two ships in the night, I wonder where that phrase even comes from, no, but where they were able to, to both be super busy all day. Well, two ships in the night, you, you couldn't see them. Because mm. they just go by each other. I got it. <laughs> you got that? I got the meaning. I was wondering <laughs> oh. who came up with it. <laughs> not that sense. You got the meaning. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of couples out there who should have put their magnifying glasses on far sooner in their relationships. We've heard from lots of people who say, I can't handle being in the house with my spouse during COVID. Because I have a mouse. I can't handle being in the house with my spouse because we have a mouse. Mm. That is the what closing. What else rhymes with mouse? <laughs> Play the game, Rebecca. Because I will douse my spouse with evil words because I can't oh. handle them in my house. You just took it really in an angry, evil way. What, what's going on, Rebecca? Where's your peace, man? Let the, Need more coffee. Let because the, mice do not, two things in life do not make me feel peaceful. Mice and lice. Mm. Roll the dice. Which would you rather have? <laughs> just, let, just let the love light on you. This is the love light. Mm. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy tonight's full moon. Rebecca, it's a Saturday morning. It's warm outside, and we've already got a jump on the day. A jump. We can jump over high buildings, but we have a jump on the day because... 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 We've already had a person come over and look at an incident we had with our roof. And they realize that they, in talking, also need communication training. So today we're going to talk about trading, or what's another term? Bartering. One of the oldest ways of doing business. But today... Not the oldest profession, though, is it? No, it's not. But I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> today we had this roofer come over. Well, that's not doing justice to him. He's a general contractor. Let's have justice. Let's have justice here, who specializes in all kinds of fixing. But as he got up on our roof and we were suggesting things to him as we always do. That's Rebecca, it's really. Arlie. That's no, Rebecca, no. really. You were like, what about the flashing? I think it's this problem. I think it's this. I think it's that. And I, I chimed in a few things, too. And then he went tall, small on us oh and my. shut us down because shut he said, down. can you hand us two pebbles? Can you hand me two pebbles? We handed him the pebbles thinking, what on earth is he going to do with these? We just he gave them to him. He dropped them down the spout and he figured out what the problem was. And here Keith and I are giving him all these complicated solutions to which pebbles, two little pebbles, solved it. It was funny. Two little rocks. I never thought it did. Very similar to our approach. Clients come to us with pages and pages of things that they have to squeeze into a presentation. And it's boring. It is really boring. Because here's the thing. We always think we have to produce more because we live in a culture where it says produce more, make more, do more, run around more, get more steps, get more exercise. Grow taller. Eat, grow eat taller. Eat healthier. You name it. But always pushing us in a certain way Did to produce. Did you notice the little edge under there? See if you can deduce which <laughs> things Keith does not enjoy in life. It doesn't take a genius to know. 
Keith was mocking me there, slamming me on my I love never of do steps that. and healthy food. But producing, 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 instead of just taking two pebbles. Kind of reminds me of the Bob Marley song, Three Little Birds. Three little birds on my doorstep. It's going to be a good day. This way, said hello to the sun each morning. The simplicity of life. Those are the key traits we need. Very similar to how dogs get that simplicity. Dogs trust their gut. They trust their first impression. I still can't stop thinking about that time. We were at a local restaurant. Can't name it in case anyone's listening and maybe they know this person. But we were with a friend and his dog at a local restaurant. Thank you for all the details. And that's your cue up to continue the story. I have no idea what we're this talking about This woman started right walking toward our table and the dog oh, started yes. growling because he sensed in her that he didn't like her. No, and we tie that back to simplicity how, Rebecca? Trust your gut <laughs> instinct. Trust your first impressions. When you feel that inner growl that an idea is well, hold not on, right, hold on, hold on. Rebecca just said something, and I know <laughs> this is going to make it for you, the listening audience. Rebecca, can you <laughs> demonstrate, please, the inner growl? <laughs> Rebecca does that a lot, especially at night if she doesn't get her steps. You thought I was going to say something else at night, didn't you? Ooh. <laughs> I've never growled at night if I don't get my steps. You have to hear the pounding of the steps because I have a certain goal every day. And sometimes you do them really, really fast thinking you can add them up faster. <laughs> You're true. like... It never quite works that way. No, it doesn't. Even though I'm getting more steps per minute, I hate when the Fitbit stops and doesn't count because if the Fitbit doesn't count it, it doesn't what, exist. What is it about getting, getting these steps that's really key to you? Do you think, I gamify my day. Do you think prehistoric human beings had counted steps no. when they were going after? No, maybe it's an addiction. Maybe I should go to a meeting. <laughs> maybe you should. Confront my that's step what we should, demons. That's what we should start here at Tall Small is addiction counseling <laughs> for people that are using Fitbits. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling the Fitbit lobby would come after you really fast. <laughs> big time. <laughs> Including even people that might be connected to us in some way. Yes. <laughs> But we'll end that right there. What I love is I'm looking at our sound machine right there, and it says, let's fit. Maybe it's a sign that Fitbit wins after all. Let's fit. Why, why would a sound machine be called let's fit? Right. If you're listening to odd sounds, wouldn't you want to not fit in? Keith has a very ugly sound machine sitting on top of his grandmother's old croquet set. It probably is one of the ugliest machines you it could is. buy. I mean, it really is just one big, ugly... Contraption. <laughs> and when I'm not in the room with Keith, he likes to listen to pots and pans clanging. <laughs> Sounds like TVs that have gone off. That <laughs> This sound machine, I'm convinced, produces sounds to stress one out. You always wanted me to turn it off when you're in the room, don't you? I can't you? stand the thing. Why would you want extra sound? It's similar to having cluttered wording. Why do people want sound machines? Are they afraid to confront the thoughts in their own mind? No, because it blocks out all the other noises in our house. Oh. Like people listening to things on their phone, people having conversations, dogs, traffic. Sometimes we have to have something in our mind to block out all the other influences. Is that why you're wearing sunglasses right now? In yeah. the house? To block out the Actually, dust I, that you're I, planning to I, do later? Well, this way you don't <laughs> see as much. So it's a philosophy I have if you wear sunglasses at home, you don't see as much dirt. Also, when you start to lose your eyesight, you don't have to clean things as much because you don't notice. Until I started wearing magnifier glasses, I thought, oh my God, I had no idea. 
I know. My favorite is when Keith, and this is amazing because in the last year Keith started doing the dishes every night after dinner. But then I noticed there would be bunches of caked on food on the sides of the pots and pans. And I realized, I don't think he can see <laughs> I couldn't see. So I started wearing my glasses. And Well, that's horrific. You don't want to wear your glasses looking around at things in your home. It's better not to know. But right now I have the sun shining That's on me. That's a good me. metaphor for life, isn't it? In relationships, a lot of people aren't wearing their magnifying glasses when they first meet and then wonder later, what did I see in that person? <laughs> what are you trying to say, Rebecca? <laughs> I'm speaking in general, not about us. I'm not feeling too good now. Talking about all the people who, during COVID, have realized they are not getting along with their spouse because... When they were able to be two ships in the night, I wonder where that phrase even comes from. But where they were able to both be super busy all day. Well, two ships in the night, you you couldn't see them. Mm. They just go by each other. I got it. (laughs) You got that? I got the meaning. I was wondering (laughs) who came up with it. (laughs) Not that dense. You got the meaning. (laughs) Two ships in the night. But there are a lot of couples out there who should have put their magnifying glasses on far sooner in their relationships. We've heard from lots of people who say, I can't handle being in the house with my spouse during COVID. Because I have a mouse. I can't handle being in the house with my spouse because we have a mouse. Mm. That is the what closing. What else rhymes with mouse? <laughs> Play the game, Rebecca. Because I will douse my spouse with evil words because I can't oh. handle them in my house. You just took it really in an angry, evil way. What, what's going on, Rebecca? Where's your peace, man? Let the, Need more coffee. Let because the, mice do not... Two things in life do not make me feel peaceful. Mice and lice. Mm. Roll the dice. Which would you rather have? <laughs> just, let, just let the love light on you. This is the love light. Mm. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy tonight's full moon.